Hello, Fringers. It's the Caleb G, and I play Zed Lane on Chaos Inc. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. It is our penultimate episode of Chaos Incorporated before we break for the holidays, for Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I, as always, am your game runner, Alex the Humanoid, and I'm so happy to be back with you all again. Uh, I am once again joined by my amazing cast who just finished yelling at me about not getting other people on the cast. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, you brought it up. I'm yeah. just yeah. saying, I, I got in yeah. trouble. It's your fault. It's my this fault. It's your fault. It's all this my fault. <laughs> so, uh, once again, joined by my amazing cast. We'll run out the day today. We're going to start with the Game Runner for Neon Trails, which you can see in the opposite Tuesday from Chaos Incorporated. Uh, they're working through some stuff. And that would be Caleb playing Zed Lane. I'm horny for revenge. That's very fair. Next out the run is, of course, the person who got brought back into the fold and rescued last episode. It is Dot playing Stitches. You're right. Shopping won't fix the problem, but it will put me in a better mood for when I actually have to deal with it. Very appropriate for this episode. Next up is our intrepid hacker, Denizen of the Net. It is Kaylee playing Chone. Sometimes being the bigger person means smiling and nodding while fantasizing about punching, punching the other person in the throat. Also, everybody tell Kaylee how awesome that 3D printed Identico sign is in the background there and that we need to get those manufactured so we can sell those because those are awesome. So thank you very much. And last, but certainly not least, it is Michael playing Maxi. Maybe you can't forgive me, but I forgive myself. Wow. Again, very appropriate. Powerful. Okay. Um, last episode, holy smokes, Frankie rescued Stitches, right? <gasps> the crew got into the facility while all this was going on. They used the stuff that they had stolen from the dude, all of his biometric data, which Zed had very cleverly lifted uh, while Maxie was keeping them engaged uh if you want to know more about that go ahead and watch the last episode um <laughs> rated r for content <laughs> rated r for content michael kept the people engaged zed lifted the stuff and the whole team went grabbed the prototype and then frankie who tried to trade them for the prototype zed and zed put the law down again go watch the last episode and uh frankie had a change of heart a very sudden or change of heart. Or did she? All right. Uh, before we jump into the game, thank you, everybody, for the hype train. We have hit level two. We appreciate the bits and subs. Woo. That's how you support the show. Also, go share the stuff on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all the places. Yay! Um, so go share the show. Um, and hey, we're at the penultimate episode, which means we do our last episode of this show in two weeks. We're going to break for the holidays. Great time to catch up on the other shows and some of our shorter run stuff, miniseries like Deep in the Heart of Texas, um, which is I can't even begin to talk about how silly that one got. It is a great show. Um, Michael doing a the silliest accent ever. So 
Uh, if you haven't caught the four-episode miniseries Four Deep in the Heart of Texas, I highly recommend it. You can also catch up on Chaos Inc., Neon Trails, and you can catch up on that all at youtube.com slash identica. But now, we're going to get into today's episode. And the team, with Frankie in tow, is back at the hotel. Uh, on their way back in, Zed makes a call, gets them in through the service entrance, where they take one of the service elevators to the backside. Kind of... Zed's kind of half-dragging Frankie. Mm-hmm. Right? And as you walk into your room, Adeline looks at you and goes, What did you do now? Well, I turned him down for a date, so he had to pick this one up off the street. You know they'll send them to your door. You don't have to go out. They drive billboard trucks down the strip. This is a free-range whore, though. Are those more expensive than the bespoke ones? Well, you know Zed. Only the finest. I made a decision when we were uh, doing an exchange, uh, but then I made a different decision for the sake of Maxi, and here we are together to get this taken care of. You can go sit over there. And I'll kind of shove Frankie over to one of the chairs. Frankie's like, I'm a little... Can I have a bottle of water? I'm going to take a detour and go grab one. Not the expensive stuff. This is like the, the Walmart versions. Yeah, okay. Adeline kind of puts her hand on, on Zed's shoulder and goes, I presume you have a plan or at least a direction. Um, yeah. So with, with everything that the cult is doing, um, I, I think we take the fight to them and, we just get them the fuck out of here. Why um, would we do that at this stage? What what new variable changed here? Uh, well, one of our old friends is coming to town. Is coming to town or is in town? I don't know. Are, is she here or is she on her way here? And I'll look over at Frankie. She's here. Oh, okay. So she's here. And which old friend is this? You guys have made so many friends in your uh, travels along the way. This is probably one of our oldest friends who we met before. We even knew she was a threat way back once upon a time when Axie was supposed to shoot somebody in the head. You're joking, right? Nope. She's not here. Yeah, you have According a picture. That one. You have a picture on your glow, Zed. Remember, she sent it to you. Yeah, also, also the picture, but also she said so. You know, corrob corroborated, validated. Uh, you see, Adeline pull out her glow and angrily, like in all caps, text. How the fuck did that bitch get out of Texas without us knowing? It's a very good question. Uh, look, if she, if she's here, she's targeting us. She's targeting Joan. 
she's out of her safe space. We have to act on this. Let's fucking drop the hammer. That's when that's when Adeline looks at Chone and goes, Are you okay? I'm sick of this bitch. Honestly. She's gonna come after me wherever I am. So why don't we use that to our advantage? Also, we say Stitches. Stitches is here. I see that. Hi. I was Jeez. I was gonna get to that next. Oh, um, okay. Stitches. She was getting upset that we weren't talking about it. It's yet. it's nice to know you're not dead, but I was told to leave it alone and that somebody else was gonna take care of it for us. Someone else did. I'm just saying. I asked after you got taken whether we should intervene, and I was told to leave it the fuck alone. And I'm clearly fine. I mean, other than the whole like being abducted thing, that kind of sucked. And I thought I I kind of thought for a second, but then realized Chone's been abducted too, and that also really fucking sucked. So sorry, Chone. She goes, "Look, we can all do shots to getting kidnapped later. I've been kidnapped. It's not fun." Um, but we'll do shots Nobody's for talking about you. We're, we're doing shots for yeah. kidnapping later. Anyways. So she looks at Zed again. She goes, you have your team back. You want to take the fight to the cult. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, now, now that we have the team together, we can figure that out. I mean, do you want to like give them a little love tap and tell them to back off, or are you, you know, are we, are we no, going scorched earth here? I, I scorched earth. We burned them to the ground. We have to. Whatever is happening that brought Aguilar here, well, obviously us. The fact that she is here outside of Texas means that's like the one vulnerability we have so we have to take advantage of it okay you have allies here in town i mean Expense, expensive allies but yeah but it's worth it i'll go talk to him are, are, are you planning on enlisting who i think you're going to enlist <sighs> he has been polite and kind to the extent that a business deal can be polite and kind. And I feel like we can capitalize on that and find a mutually beneficial arrangement for whatever price he has. And uh, that'll be some hired muscle. Well, I will, I will leave you to that. Say it. And uh, in the meantime, I will see what support we can get from my hires. That would be we'll, great. We'll need whatever we can get. We cannot leave any remnants behind, whether they be physical, physical or digital. They must all be destroyed. Yes. Well, whatever we do, we have to move quickly and have this be a coordinated effort so that there's no gaps for them to escape through. Just, I'm just happy you've got a plan. Light of light on the details as it is right now. At least you know where you're going, which is a nice change. Doing the best I can. 
I, I, I'm seeing great improvements in you, and my, uh, my personal assessment will reflect that. Wait, we're being assessed? Well, he is, and she points at Zed. I'm, as long as I get that meets expectations. What? Meet, meet what now? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you know, meets expectations on meets. like. Oh, X. meets expectations. You Not said that. Expectations. You said Way that quickly. Fast. You said that quickly, and it blended strangely. Expectations? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to a mafia guy. <laughs> you, shush. Shushing. I call to make two. I feel left out, so I'm going to go and make a call. <laughs> okay, Chone, who are you calling? Uh, Chone just goes to their room and has a quick conversation with his, with their parents. Um, okay. Kind of just, it's kind of a background thing. There's really no audio. Okay. Zed? Yeah, so I am going to place a phone call to Art friend the triad boss mr zhao uh it rings three times that he picks up and you can see there's he's sitting in a room there's like a bunch of poles behind him and people on the poles um he takes like a, a piece of shrimp and dips it in some sauce and then takes a bite he's like my friend the room is, is this is this people hung on the poles or dancing dancing on the, on poles? the poles oh okay <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> what I was getting into. He's like, my friend, we haven't spoken in a few days. How are th how's the room working out? Uh, the room is excellent. I appreciate it. Thank you. My concierge, they've been polite. Absolutely. I would like a five-star review on the I've... thing. It helps me. I know. I've, the the algorithm, it's looking for recent reviews. I I will leave a review, and uh, I I will like, and share and subscribe. But I have a question for you, um, a business proposition. Uh, I don't know if you would prefer to speak here. If we can meet for a meal, what is your availability? He, you see him look down at his glow. He goes, it's what, what, uh, noon right now? He goes, I need to take my, uh, my afternoon constitutional and, and a rest. Uh, how about, uh, we, you remember the restaurant where we first met? Of course. Downstairs. He goes, how about there at eight o'clock? Okay. I will see you then. I look forward to it. And then he hangs up. So, uh, oh, Sorry. so then I will uh, go back to like the main area where everyone else is and sit down and start pulling up maps and doing things while other people are. Frankie is showing you the entrances to the, uh, the bar that is also the church. Mm -hmm. Quick question, Caleb, when you went to make that call, did you step away from the main room? 
I went towards the balcony. Yeah. Did I, did did Matt did Zed go onto the balcony? I feel like I opened the door and was like standing half in and half out. Okay. Straddling the line. Um when Zed steps away, uh, Maxie will stand and just approach Frankie. Glad to see you've decided to do something for the better of everyone, not just yourself. She looks at you, she goes, I'm just trying to survive. That's why I'm doing this. But she kind of looks down at like her left foot for a moment and she kind of wiggles it. And then you see kind of her hands kind of flattened down against the couch. She looks up at you, she goes, there's no angle this time. I know. That's why you're still alive. Um, subtle threats of violence aside, I promise. Like, she goes, Maxie, these motherfuckers are scary. I have never, ever seen anything like these people. They scare me. Give me a perception or an insight there, Maxie. Let's see. Do, uh... Twenty-one. She's not bullshitting you. Mm -hmm. She's terrified. No matter what happened before, the horrible things that we have done to each other and put each other through, I'm glad to know that you're on, still on the right side of the ground. And I intend to stay there. She smiles at you. The smile isn't necessary, Frankie. She's like, it's We're just... We're colleagues. It's just a smile, Maxie. Sometimes people just smile because they're not upset. I smile. Just not around you. She goes, fair enough. Zed will keep his promises. We will keep you alive. She just nods. Keep your head on a swivel, Francesca. And Maxie smiles 
and heads back to the kitchen. Okay. Dot, you look like you wanted to jump in there. <clears throat> I'm going to say that Stitches was in the kitchen. Like, just in the kitchen, that area. Because it's it's open, right? Mm-hmm. So she was within... Earshot. Earshot of that entire exchange in preparation for what she was about to do. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily overhearing the entire conversation, but kind of watching the back and forth between Frankie and Maxie. Yeah, you got the gist. Right. So when Maxie walks over to the kitchen... The Stitch's demeanor and the look that she gives him daggers. Like, she is just slicing him through with her eyes. And does, would Maxie approach her? Like, would he walk up to her at all? Maxie would probably... I would think Maxie would at least be maybe aware enough to catch the daggers. I don't think Stitcher was trying to hire it. Hide no, 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 no. Um, certainly would catch the look. And I, I think there would be a moment of pause. You would catch Maxie mid-step and he might just stop for a second. And there would be that bewildered look on his face. Almost the look a dog gives when it doesn't understand what it's done wrong. A little headcock too. You see, you see Maxi stop, and do that little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, if he, if he stops, um, then she just kind of almost gives him the same look, but with attitude, and then rolls her shoulders and walks away. She leaves leaves the kitchenette without saying a word uh, and then goes to one of the adjacent bedrooms to call Yesenia. Okay. He continues into the kitchen to make himself a beverage. And now given Max's real stuff, is this a boozy beverage or just like a smoothie? Like where's Maxi at right now? No, this is a Maxi pours himself two fingers of whiskey. Just like a two fingers, a little bit of tonic, and then just takes it back, puts the glass, it starts washing the glass out. Okay. Dot, you ring uh, Yesenia. Well, Stitches does, but yeah. Stitches does. Uh, Stitches rings Yesenia, and she picks up right away. What's up? Oh, yeah. See, I got myself in some trouble, girl. Okay. Um, everything's fine, but I... Frankie's a lot deeper into this than I think we realized. Okay. Uh, she kidnapped me in mistake of kidnapping Chum. 
She sent goons to pick up Chone. They saw another woman with our group, me. Something interesting. Kidnapped me instead. Hey, so this is something Providence, we are not clear about. Yeah. What's the interest in Chone? We're not clear. We know something happened in Texas. Yeah. We know there's some stuff. Um. Listen, if there is a way for me to make a connection between you and Chone and you ask them those details, I'm more than happy to. I'm not asking. Stitches. I know you're not. I know you're not asking. I know you personally aren't asking. Obviously, there are those. They want to know. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do justice describing this because I don't understand it myself. Is this something we need to be concerned about? From Chone, no. In general, possibly. How concerned do we need to be? What's the threat level? Again, not from Chone Midnight. specifically, but just... What's the threat level? Uh, the benevolent AI wants Chone and individuals like Chone. But why? I'm not entirely sure. That's why I said you may want to ask them. I know it's about some of the abilities that they have. I mean, I've watched them blink from one side of a room to another magically. Wait, and, and with that, like, you send his kind of head cocks to the side. And you're saying some? Well, I mean, Chone is... Chone uh, you're is you're saying some interest? Well, they have a lot of interest in them. Yeah, the benevolent... No, no, no I'm saying you're saying our them. interest might be mild? No, I'm just saying that Chone themselves is not a threat. Though our interest in Chone specifically shouldn't be higher priority than the benevolent AI. There's a case file I'm going to send to you. Oh, goody. Light reading. It's an operation report of the last officially sanctioned mission that Maxi did. For okay. us. Okay. And there's, okay. All right. Yeah. She, you know. You need to review the mission report and be prepared for further instructions. Will do, boss lady. And then I'm assuming they disconnect. She's like, do you need anything else? Um, I mean, we've got a fucking shitstorm coming. Zed has this whole plan thing that we're gonna do and he's talking to the triads. I don't know. You want us to stay out of it? Um. For now? 
Yes. For now. Review the mission report. Aye, aye. Be careful, kid. After the I.I., there is a, a knock on the door frame. Maxie pokes his head in. Yes, it just looks up. But once she sees who is walking through the door, like, dead eyes. So... Is that because I let you get captured? Or is that because I talked to Frankie before I talked to you? Which do you think? If you, if you had been captured and by the time we all got back together, I decided to devote more of my attention to, say, Zed or Chone. No offense to them, because I love them dearly. But, based off of what's happened just in the past few months, that that fucking sucked. I wanted to make sure some things were clear before before we talked. I don't know. Zed made things pretty fucking clear with her before we even left. Zed made things clear with her from his perspective. I needed Frankie to know. I needed Francesca to know where we stood. Doesn't change things. I'm... I mean, what do you want me to say, Maxie? I want you to be honest with me about how you are feeling at the moment, and I believe you are. You feel hurt that I did not You feel hurt. And I'm sorry. I did not intend to hurt you. I, I... get... I just wanted to make sure that she understood that she understood that her being alive was the last vestige of us. And I I understand that. I get why you weren't there to begin with. Because had you been, she wouldn't be alive. 
And and you're up to speed now, right? I think so. I, right. I don't know. Am I up to speed, Stitches? Is there something I'm missing? I just... I just mean that... The going through the process of threatening your ex might have been a little lower down the priority list if you if you actually knew what she did. So I'm wondering if you do know. Tell me. Well, I mean, I wasn't the target initially. I, it wasn't supposed to be me. It was Chone again. Should have been Chone. It shouldn't have been Chone. But that's who Frankie wanted. That's who Frankie wanted. Because she got herself into so much shit... She's literally trying to claw her way out any way she can. She can't handle this. Clearly. So I get pulled into the crosshairs right in front of you. And then I'm going to guess somehow somehow some way the rest of the group convinced you that I'd be fine. Just Stitches is okay. Don't worry about her. She'll land on her feet. I wake up Three days later, out of a drunken, stu drugged stupor. Uh, pretty sure I lost a tooth at one point. Might have to get that looked at. I don't know if you can regrow teeth. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Um, to Frankie. I wake up to Frankie. She's getting me out. But it's all a game. It's all It's all a game to her. She doesn't give a fuck about you. She doesn't give a fuck about me. All she cares about is herself. And she will manipulate and hurt whoever it takes to get what she wants. You know this. You've known this about her. But when it came down to making sure that she understood versus showing any sort of concern to start. Yeah, she got top billing there, didn't she? 
stop going. So, while I was inebriated, while we were both inebriated. Oh, no, no, no. Let's correct that, please. I wasn't inebriated. I was drugged. No. Oh, you were inebriated when we were attacked in the car. We were both pretty hammered. Okay. Fair, fair. After you were taken, I called in the resources I had to bear at my disposal to try to find you. We came up short. And yes, at some point, it was brought to my attention that we also had a a mission that needed to be completed. I'm sorry that I chose to let Zed no I I won't put this on Zed I'm sorry that I chose the mission over finding you because I did convince myself that you would be alright I did convince myself that we would find you, that we would be able to find you, that we would recover you, that you would be brought back to us. If you think that was easy, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you it was not. If you care to, you can ask you can ask Zed how I was dealing with your absence and my part in it. I'm happy to tell you if you care to know. That being said, at the end of all of this, what happened to me doesn't really matter. I'm happy that you're safe. I'm relieved that you are here with us. I am sorry that I wasn't able to keep you safe myself. And I hope you can forgive me. Lexi, it's not about forgiving you. I... I don't think you failed to keep me safe. There's nothing that you could have done. Yes, there is. No. What? There is. You're going to get tased and, you know, stay up? Had I not been inebriated in the first place? But we both were. There, There's no... 
there's no point no. of that that at this point could be corrected for me to feel like you failed me in some way there's there that's that's not that's not why i'm upset i'm upset because the guy i've come to care about didn't immediately wrap me in his arms when he saw me after being gone taken for five days And that is something I will regret in perpetuity. Can I wrap my arms around you now? Yeah, Stitches, um, <clears throat> she stands up, and I think she, she kind of, like, hangs her shoulders a little bit, and takes a couple steps towards Maxie. She's waiting for you to close the distance, man. No, no, I was waiting to find out if there was going to be a door closed no. or if there was a pause. We're going to so then Maxi, Maxi will close the distance and then we can move away. We're going to we're going to line a veil on that one. Yeah. Uh, after Adeline uh, sends multiple all caps text messages to uh, Shadow IG headquarters, she goes to sit next to Chone. She kind of flops next to Chone. Everyone's sitting at the, on the corner of the couch, kind of with their uh, with their knees pulled up to their chest. Uh, one hand just kind of idly holding their glow as they flip through what look like old-timey webcomics. She goes, jerky? Sure. I grabbed it from a street vendor. It's really good. Yeah. She goes, can I ask you something? You can always ask. She looks over at Chuck. She goes, are we going to be okay? She kind of looks toward the door where Maxie and, and Stitches are talking. Oh! She sees Frankie oh, in the corner. Oh, um, Adeline, I didn't know you felt that way about me. Uh, she goes, no, are, 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 are we? And she kind of, oh. the collective uh, Okay, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, that, I okay. like you, Chode. There was like I, an awakening happening. No, but... no, Chode, look, you know, you know, I, uh, I, I think, do, do you want to know what I think? What I what I've told the sure, superiors. What, what do you think? Oh, I get my my review early. Cool. Well, we haven't so done that's an official. We haven't done an official review on you yet because you haven't officially like joined yet. Okay. Not I the mean, same way Jet Zed has. What has Zed done? I mean, you guys have done surgery on me. I've showered we've, in your office. We've we. I'm sorry about that. By Zed the way, and I, Zed and I have had some meetings. Um. Huh. Chone, she goes, you might be the most emotionally stable of all of these people. And I Isn't have a that... funny feeling that you're surprised to hear that. 
it is a little bit of a... Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Maxi represses his emotions to the point that eventually everything's going to explode all over the place and not in a fun way. Sure. Uh, Zed masters his emotions in the same way, but he has the same amount of repression going on. And possibly uh, twice the amount of trauma. Yeah, well, there's I've, some, there's some I've seen the files. issues there. No, I, I've seen the files. I... I have not seen any files like that, as I would not look at my friend's files. Did you look at the and, other side of the, the the file stack? What do you mean? Look at the other side of the file stack. Someone grabs their glow, like flips <laughs> to uh, a section uh says, do not read these. Uh, gets to Zed and like literally in uses their tech head flips it. <laughs> Wondering if they're being too literal. Zed's got more than a little bit of trauma. Going all the way back to childhood, like very young childhood. Oh yeah. Um and and Chun kind of peruses like Yeah, he he's actually told me a lot of this. Good. She goes are we going to be okay in this in this next mission? Well, just maybe. I mean, Larry, Moe, and Curly, as you've so affectionately named them. And by the way, they've decided they like those names. That makes me happy in a really, really way, weird way. Um, they tell me that their projections have. Zed is the leader. And Maxi yeah. is the motivator, eventually. But they tell me you're the glue. Well, everybody does seem to, like, be a little hyper-protective around me. It's kind of weird. Getting it's, a little weird, but, you know. It's not that. It's not what you are now. It's what you're going to be. That's what Larry Moe and Curly say. I'm not too worried about that right now because, well, we have to... We and I both have to survive the next week. Uh, for what it's worth, Larry Moe and Curly see, say you have an 87% chance of surviving the next seven days. That's better than the 25% chance I gave myself. No, no yeah. they've got you to, at a solid 87 that's kind of depressing, because that means it's going to be one of the others. I mean, I'm only at a 62. Yeah, but Adeline... Okay, so one of the things you aren't aware of yet... Every once in a while I get... So this whole thing... And Joan kind of gestures at their their head. I mean, it's, it's quantum possibilities. I'm <laughs> sure you and... You do have had this conversation. Well, specifically, Larry, Moe, and Curly are very much more interested. They're trying to figure out how they can do what you do. I don't know if that's wise, to be fair, but that's neither here nor there. The pro the thing is, is a couple days ago, like, right, well, actually, that was last night, right before the party. Normally, I can only see possibilities a couple seconds in advance because they become too great. They're too fragmented because every choice branches new paths right 
I saw something out. What did you see? And this is probably probably what uh, what I was warned about by. Well, it was four different points of view. Okay. In one of in one of them, Maxie was laying on the ground dead. In one of them, Zed was laying on the ground dead. In one of them, I was laying on the ground dead, and in the last, Stitches was dead. We have not been in. So the only anything. one you didn't see was Zed. No, Zed. I said. Oh, you said Max, Zed. Maxie, Zed, me, Stitches. That's four. Can we? Can I? Can I tell, Larry Moon Curly? You can, but the thing is, is we haven't been in any real life or death situation since that. I expected that to go down during the whole break into the lab, and. That went smoother than it had a right to be. Because my guess is it's going to be what happens next. Yeah. That's By the way, what? Where I'm going. Look, you and Zed are close in more ways than one. Um. Is he serious? About what? Okay. Are we going There's... head on? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, she's after me to the point where. But we're gonna take the whole, We're gonna take the whole cult right now. Yeah. All I have to do is show up, and she will stick her head up out of the ground, and with any luck, I don't doubt that Maxie from about a kilometer away will rip it off with a subsonic round. He's asking for a full-blown fight. Yeah. Right now. We've been in the shadows on this and behind I, for more than a year now. Hey, who's been with you most of these steps? I know. But you're asking me to explain his probable thinking at this point. And in this, I so far agree with him. Every time we've been behind her, we end up taking it in the teeth. And I think it's our turn to... Show that cybernetic bitch how we do things downtown. Chone, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you to tell Zed because I don't want to shake his confidence. I don't like keeping secrets from the team. It's not a secret. It's, it's a thing. And I think you'll be all right with this one. I have faith in Zed. I told him that. And that's why I wanted him to lead the team. And I think you'd agree with my assessment there. Yeah. Do you agree with my assessment? He's getting there. There's a lot there's of... Still, there's still pieces of... The insecurity that Zed brought when right. we left Omni. Right. But um, a lot of that's fallen away over the past eight months. There are a lot of people above me and at my level who think I made the wrong decision sticking my neck out for you for. Well, I mean, it's only the fate of the human race at stake, so, yeah. you know. Seems like kind of a no-brainer. But again, there's a lot of people who think that I should have cut bait with you. 
Well, I appreciate it that you didn't. Nope. What is it? I, I just want to let you know that, that oh, that other people don't have the faith that we do in him. Yep. Zed has Zed has a lot of layers, and I think he, they and you're going to be really surprised when he finally comes into his own. I think he's already almost there. It's close. Last couple of days, how he's taking charge of this operation, how he dealt with Maxi. Yeah. He's getting there. I think he's almost home. But there's still some things he hasn't dealt with. Yep. Well, anyway. I'm said, just hoping that this works out and there's not more for him to deal with. She's like, I just wanted to confide in you and let you know. And again, well, Larry, Larry Moe and Curly really want to talk to you when you get back to the place. If I'm not one of the 25% and I'm one of the 87%, sure. So does that add up to 100? That doesn't know. No, it's two different. It's two different like math problems. She's like, remember I said one of four. Says, that's 25%. Like, Chone, I'm I'm flipping you shit. It's it's a joke. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Good on you. She she pats you on the back. I just got to figure out how to stay alive long enough to for or, you know Maxie to shoot her stitches to like bomb her into the stone age and how Zed's going to get us in to there to take out the rest of the cult because I think he's having a I think he's having a dinner about that tonight. I'm just wondering if the rest of us are invited because they always have such good dim sum. Um Joan checks their tech head shoots uh <coughs> actually activates Quancom. Zed are we so, all going? Are we all going to dinner? I hear there's dim sum. Uh, I'll have room service sign up for you. Ah, so we're not going to dinner with you. No. Okay. Thanks. There's a click. It's not even really necessary, but a click and a dial tone happens. <laughs> that was programmed just for you, actually. Uh, and Chung kind of like blinks a bit. Uh, no, we have been disinvited, but we're getting room service, apparently. She's like, fuck that. I'm ordering dim sum. Do you like dim sum? I love, love dim sum. Okay. As Maxi and, and Stitch are doing a thing, you hear from the yelling from the uh, entryway, do you guys like dim sum? I feel like that breaks the embrace. <laughs> like, there's a... Because it was just a quiet... There was just a quiet embrace. And that yell causes both of them to like i think chuckle yeah like, oh yeah they both start to laugh a little it breaks that tension mm -hmm. do you stitches, like dim sum yeah stitches looks up it has to look up at maxi um and she's like i could go for some dim sum i could also i could eat and i think they both kind of turn and at the same time Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You hear Adelaide yelling at, okay, apparently we don't get to go to dinner, so I'm ordering dim sum, because fuck Zed. 
Yes. The fuck did I do? What? Fuck Zed. Yes, what? Fuck Zed. You hey. didn't invite us to dinner. We are all in the same damn suite. Why are we yelling? Because it's funny to yell at the ceiling like we're not. Inside voices. Inside uh, voices. Out of character, side note for Alex, I believe we've now got our uh, episode title, which is Fuck Zed. <laughs> I think oh, we get no. TOS on YouTube for yeah. that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Frankie's still sitting there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. nobody offered her dim sum. Nobody asked her if she wanted fucking dim sum. Well, uh, that's because she's bit. a dumb, dumb dim sum bitch. Anyway, um, that's right. So we're gonna fast forward a, a smidge. Uh, Zed, you've dressed for dinner. Uh, stylish but semi-casual, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very. Uh, appreciative of my audience with but not like Mr. formal formal not formal yeah just nice sport coat in like a shirt blue uh, a white shirt red vest okay right that yeah. contrast yeah right yeah kind of like that Lando Calrissian contrast yeah. with the cape okay. yeah, what, what about that. pants how are you doing pants <sighs> Hot pants, pants, just short shorts, ass hanging yes, out. Yes, no, not no. with the not with the sport coat. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Like a uh, like a casual I mean, what, linen. What you can't wear a sport coat with assless chaps. <laughs> like a casual All chaps linen, are assless. And like maybe like almost like a that's true. Almost like some sandals, not like flip flops, but like a like a lighter shoe oh, that's got no. like breathable, like boat. Boat shoes. Yeah, okay. I'll compromise shoes. on boat shoes. Boat Zed, shoes. Zed doesn't wear sandals. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. And I'll walk down to dinner. All right. So you head down to dinner. As you're walking out, you see three carts being wheeled into the room with dim sum. Right? There is egg rolls and gyoza and hot pot and just everything. Right. As I'm walking dumplings. out. Dumplings. Like just the most fragrant dumplings, but there's like four types. And they're actually oh, marked. Sure. So like there's a vegan one, right? That's all cabbage and onion. No pork, right? Beef, chicken. As I'm walking out, I will uh like walk behind whatever chair Frankie's sitting in at the table. And I'll put my hands on the back of the chair and kind of lean down close to her ear. Like, you're going to be on your best behavior. Chone is going to be. Uh, you have, have you my the... you have my glow. Chone can monitor my cybernetics. Yes, that's what I'm saying. She goes, I just want egg rolls. And it's possibly fine. a vodka tonic. Best behavior. All I'm saying. You know, if uh, Dot threatens me now, or Stitches threatens me now, that's everybody. I, Except for Chone. Fine. Chone hasn't threatened me. I'd like to point out that if Stitches isn't going to threaten you, she's probably just going to murder you in your sleep. Possibly even when you're awake, depending on how much you piss her off. You know, I'm um, fine with that, as long as I can have one of these pork dumplings first. Here. And Chone passes them. Eat up. Last... Last okay. meal, everybody. So I'll be back. Zed, you're on your uh, way no, down I'm to dinner. Breakfast. Um, Zed, you're on your way down to dinner. As you do that, uh, Adeline looks at Chone. She goes, "Can I have the hollow for a minute?" 
she flips something up. She goes, uh, so bad news. IOG is sending no air support. We're going to get LVMPD off our butts for half an hour when we do this. But I have a toy. And she flips something up in the hollow. And there is a six rotor uh, copter. Yeah. What are we going to do with this? She goes, so send it's, it back. It's, There's nobody she, here who can use that. She goes, no, and she goes, hang on. Let me put this to scale. It's smaller than a semi truck. It literally has a singular pilot seat in it. She goes, it's been designed for the airflow issues that we have down there. And it's got a lovely bevy of weapons. Stitches is buzzing. She's, She's like, just... it's a prototype. It does have a spy and... rig in it. Mm -hmm. She goes, do you want it? Are you giving it to me? I am loaning it to you from the corporation who's loaning it to us for field okay, testing. You remember, you remember what happened to the last air vehicle that was loaned to me, correct? Yes, but you were also diving it into Texas with a anti-aircraft net above you. That's fair. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the chopper. Oh, well, I... I okay. If that's how flippant you feel about it, then yes, of course I want it. You're going to be our only air support. Ooh, goody. It's time to go to work. <laughs> she goes, I'm sending the specs to your quote. You should be able to load it into your AR simulator now if you want to practice. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> she goes, 2.75 inch rockets and a 10 millimeter minigun. Oh, oh man. I'm going to be putting so many holes in things. Uh, remember, we're trying to not kill civilians. Not it. Most of the stuff on there is lower caliber and smaller thing because we're trying to not hurt the general public. Well, yeah, obviously. That's why we told him to take off the 25. How dare you? You didn't even consult with me first. Do you want to hurt random innocent people? No, of can course we, not. Can we maybe clear some of the innocent people out of there with the help of the LVPD? She goes, no, we need to keep all the MPD over there. Um, my uh, crew, my hacker crew is going to pretend like there's missiles incoming. And so everybody's going to go into bomb shelters. We're going to send a okay. missile alert five minutes before we attack. Okay, that that, that works. works. Um, It'll keep people off the street. That's true. I was thinking we also might want to try and limit the amount of collateral damage by leading them into a trap. Yeah, there's some areas nearby. I think Zed's got a plan for that. Let's eat. Let's eat. And Stitches has already like got... <laughs> Two fucking dumplings horked down her mouth, and she's like, ah. Sorry. Zed, you, you head. Go, go ahead. No, you're fine. Zed, you head down to the restaurant that you met Mr. Joette the first time, and as you mm -hmm. walk in, the the uh, the host he he bows to you. He goes, Mr. Lane, please follow me. Thank you. Uh, he leads you past like a little like serving station. He goes. Uh, an amuse-bouche and a, a small thing to wet your whistle. I accept and consume them. 
so you take the little like bite-sized thingy it's some you can't even tell what it is it tastes faintly of ham and like tomato a little bit of sweet but some tang and some spice on the back end again it's literally like the size yeah, like of like a, a d20 it's a, and then a little like just a little tiny not even a shot glass but like almost like a sweet wine mm-hmm. yeah I'll eat that grab it and eat it as we go he leads you to the back where you're in the same uh, private room that you were in big huge table uh, but this time it's just you and you see Mr. Show he says my friend Mr. Show how are you today <sighs> I am physically well, but uh, concerned and distracted, which is why I wanted to speak to you. What can I do to relieve you of this concern and distraction? And he does the similar um, ceremonial pour of the alcohol and mm-hmm. hands you one. He bops it on the table. Yep. Slides it. Salute. Take it, salute, drink, the whole thing. Uh, would you prefer to discuss first or eat first let's discuss first very well he he you see someone walk in with a big silver platter he goes a small appetizer and you see like uh lettuce wrap pieces with like stuffings that you can stick in Mm -hmm. uh well you are very aware of the activity in the city of the cult worshipping, following the entity, and he, causing yes, much he, trouble. He kind of waves his hand. He's like, he goes, do you know what I don't like, Mr. Lane? What? Ideologues. Mm. Do you know what the problem with ideologues is? I would love to hear it from you. One cannot reason with them. You and I, for example, my friend, if we were to have mm. a disagreement, right, we could work out a gentleman's agreement, Yes. Yes, of course. And he pours you another one of the ceremonial, like, like half shots, does the salute again. Mm-hmm. He goes, we could come to an agreement. He goes, one cannot do that with someone who's rooted in a deep-seated ideology. Would you agree? Well, I 100% agree. And that is why my team and I wish to unroot this group. And uh, given their current uh, current station in the city and how well entrenched they are, I am hoping that we can come to agreement where our forces can combine to remove this threat. When you say forces, my friend, and he, he motions one of the, the little tiny mini egg rolls toward you, Try those. They're delicious. He goes, oh, the, the red sauce. Ah. He goes, when you say forces, do you want subterfuge, stealth, subtlety? Or would you like, um, and he points to his the bodyguard guy who was there the last time, the guy who's about six seven. Oh yeah, my buddy. Yeah. He's like, or are you thinking more like our friend Mr. Young here? And, and and possibly something a little more overt. Uh, 
I want to burn them to the ground. He bangs his hand on the table. He's like, yes, thank you. If you were subtlety, I would, I would doubt your resolve and I would doubt your, um, shall we say, uh, what's the word, uh, tactical ability. You cannot reason with these fools. Subtlety is lost in them. He goes, yes. Very good. He goes, where's Adeline, by the way? I heard she was in town. Yes, she is up in the suite. Ah, where you ordered the dim sum. Yes. He goes, very well. How many men would you like? Uh, How does, and he kind of like thinks for a moment and then he starts speaking. Does your character speak Mandarin? No. He starts speaking to Mr. Jung in Mandarin. They talk for a second. He goes, how does a hundred and fifty sound? Well, uh, I will defer to your wisdom. You know the city. You know where they are located. I'm saying 150 men. What do you think? I I trust your judgment, and I feel that is acceptable. He goes, now, obviously we'll need payment for operations, uh, mm-hmm. and there are some other requests that I have. Uh, the payment is no problem. What requests? Uh, two things. One, spoils. Uh, we get all spoils from the operation. Equipment, cybernetics, whatever we can recover. Second? Uh, You must... uh, We have a... um, How do you say? Tradition. Right? Many of these men have uh, families, children. Parents. Things of that nature. Uh, We provide... um, It's like your life insurance. For your men. Yes. Yes. We course. require a uh, an escrow deposit to ensure that any men who do not come away from this, that their families are, shall we say, sufficiently taken care of. Uh, of course. Absolutely. This is not inexpensive, my friend. <sighs> Given the end result that we are going for, I feel this is a fair investment. So with 150 men, you will need to put into escrow 150 million souls, which will be returned for 1 million for every man that returns. And for the operation itself, uh, shall we say 15 million plus spoils. Again, the escrow will be returned. Of course, of course. Uh, Zed sits back and uh, <clears throat> has a little munch of uh, a dumpling. You see him take some it. chopsticks and he, he takes a piece of of, uh, of cold pork and he rolls it in sticky rice and pops it in as yeah. he looks at you. Uh, Mulls it over for a moment. Uh, one small caveat I would like to discuss. There is a specific individual a target and this individual has been a uh, persistent and increasingly dangerous threat to myself and my team Uh, that 
person, when they are dealt with, uh, their body, their cybernetics, I would like that to remain ours instead of being part of your spoils. One person. One. He looks at uh, Zhang again in this corner. They speak in Mandarin for a minute and he goes, fair. Then I will agree to everything else. He takes out the thing, takes out a larger shot glass, pours the ceremonial liquor again. Now Mr. Zhang sits down and the big guy and he pours one for him too and you all do the thing. He. Yes, I take it. And then that's when the the waitresses start bringing in the actual meal. Mm -hmm. And Jung looks at you and he goes. You fucking crazy for a Westerner. Crazier than most Westerners. Yes? Yes. He goes, that's okay. And he pours you another shot and he goes, we go fucking die together. Yes? Yes. 100%. And he does the traditional pop down and he drinks with you. Yep. And that's where we'll cut back to the other group as you continue to eat dinner. Because again, there's like a politeness now. Now you're into like talking about who won the football game last week. Yeah, now it's small talk. Now we're just having a fun time. You're just having a fun time with Zhou and Zhang. Um, As you guys finish up dim sum in the thing, right? You hear a loud banging at the door. And then you hear a familiar voice say, let me in. Who, who does the voice belong to? Shown. It sounds like Kidu. Oh, I'll check the <laughs> hall camera. It's Kidu. Except I'll he's got two large, like cases with him. Oh, I'll go open the door then. He goes, Joan. He do. He goes. You brought gifts. We have dim sum. He goes. May I? And he goes to like give you a hug. Only when you put those down. He puts them down. Yes. He gives you a hug and then kisses you on both cheeks. Kicks the stuff what inside. What do we have the pleasure? He goes. I heard we're gonna have a war. Well, we couldn't have it. Without you, I'm glad you're here. Okay, I was about to say, I would be upset if you were going to have a war without me. Oh, no, I figured Adeline would have sent you the invite already. She sent lots of, uh, how you say, all caps texts. I saw a couple of them. I heard one or two, too. He goes, Stitches, you're not dead. You're muted, Dot. You, your stuff shouldn't coming. be. I just there you, oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, don't move. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> she says, not yet. Anyways, he goes, that's good. He looks at Max and he goes, you know, you really, you really should do something about that limp, my friend. He goes, but I have stuff. Duff? It is good to see you too, Kido. He goes. He goes, but first food. And he sits down at the table and starts grabbing stuff in one of like the communal plates. And he pulls Max, out of his just... bag, a, like a big bottle of whiskey. 
Maxi has started to arrange uh, some of the uh, some of the pieces of food on his plate in like a tactical formation. Taylor, stop playing with your food, Maxi. Just eat. And he takes a big piece of pork and shoves it in his mouth. Does anyone know? Are there any buildings under construction? In the area, any renovations going on? He goes, Young glances up at their glow, and it's like, Yeah, and brings up, shoots you a, a pin. He goes, Taxi in a minute. He goes, Toys first. He goes, Now, Stitches, I hear you already got your toy. I'll take more. In a minute. But first, for Chone, and he pops out one of the cases, he goes, Prototype Katanda. You have my attention, Kidu. He goes, heard you uh, with your your jumpy across. You sure, you sure we shouldn't call him Q-Do? He goes, monomolecular. Monomolecular, not monofilament. Look at it from the side. And I assume when I look at it from the side, it basically disappears. Yep. Uh, Chone looks around for something. He goes, uh, careful, might break. Don't know. Prototype. Chone, like, walks over to one of the unused uh, chairs, uh -huh. moves it away from everybody else, <laughs> and does a quick uh, slash at it. Give me an attack roll. Oh my god, we're going to roll dice tonight? How, do, how does this work? Uh, while you're doing that, he goes, Maxi! He goes, for that stupid limp. He goes, here. And he pops over the thing. He goes, new exo armor. Maxi stands and tries to take some steps over to Kidu without limping. Like, is really focusing on trying to minimize the limp. Is it lightweight? Uh, he goes, lighter uh, construction. Uh, new uh, I'm not a scientist. He goes, look, new uh, material, lightweight, very rigid, mildly brittle at times. He goes, but look underneath too. Uh, Maxi picks up a piece of the exo armor and like turns it. He goes, underneath it you see a gun. Oh, yes. Tri-barrel railgun. Rotating. How many shots in the magazine? <laughs> he goes, backpack, 1,500. Goes on the exosuit. And, and heat? Electromagnetic, fully powered, E-121 battery under the ammo case. Hmm. Flechette Thank rounds. You. I figured flechette round better for you. Yes. Yes. Three inches long, quarter inch diameter. That should suffice. He goes, Did I did I pick right? You picked correctly, Kidu, yes. 
He goes, see, I'm getting to know you better. Indeed. Thank you. And Maxie cannot hide the grin on his face. I think uh, Stitches, yeah, I think Stitches catches the grin and she's like mouthing you like, I want to see it. <laughs> uh, and Maxie's, Maxie moves the armor and like pulls the gun out and like hefts the backpack. It's, out it's the a rotating three down. barrel one. Yeah. It's about the whole unit is about four and a half feet long. It's got two different styles, one where you can shoulder load it and one where you can hip ride it if you want to pop up uh, a grip on the other side. But again, it literally goes fire, you know. Like it's got, it has actually a mount to mount like from mm-hmm. the hip to the armor. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. I will try this on later. <laughs> he goes, friend of mine made that custom for you. Stitches is in the background. Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. <laughs> he goes, for Stitches, we'll fit in your thing. He pulls out another piece of the case. He goes, plasma shotgun. What? Stick in you. Backup weapon if you get shot down. If being the operative word. It's Again, if. But, but... Always better safe than sorry, yes? Oh, yes. Thank you. I am in no way, shape, or form upset about that. It is a triple-barreled shotgun with a magazine feed. He goes, you fire single, two, or all three. What a fancy toy. He goes, I hear there's a war. Yes. You hear correct. He goes, where is Zed? Zed has gone to a dinner we were not invited to. He goes, that's rude. And he shoves an egg roll in his mouth and pours something for the big jug. Then he pulls out a different, like like a big growler style jug and pours like this, like black looking beer for all of you. He goes, here, my favorite. Just the one. Fair enough. He goes, okay, since Zed not here, because Zed lame, didn't invite you all. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, Zed, Zed's Zed last lane. name is Zed lame. Lane. No, I said, oh, oh, I said lame. I said lame. Lame you know, is the right actually, word, right? That is, that. that's his new name right now. That. Thank you for that. Lame? Lame. lame. Like lame is bad, right? Joan, can yes. you, can you <laughs> rename some of Zed's official records? Oh, well, no, but I'm definitely going to change it in his glow. <laughs> he goes so Joan you have present Stitches of presents he goes Adeline you know he goes Zed not here he not get his present right now what'd you get for your attack roll Joan uh 11 yeah no the whole thing cuts in half and you can barely feel it there's no resistance like Ooh. butter it's like butter alright uh, yeah, I'll very carefully put it back in its sheet. Is it like a turn off type thing, like a lightsaber? It's, a, or it's it... almost like a turn off like thing. Like it actually has a retracting sheath inside the hilt. Okay, so okay, I will then deactivate the weapon. And, he goes, uh, but with your bouncy, right? 
Yes. Worked good, but right? I... Oh, it worked very good. He goes, what the you think? The balance is a little off without the blade, but I can compensate. What do you think? Uh, you're not getting this back? I don't want it back. Well, there we go. Adelaide, record, then. Adelaide looks at Kido and she's like, you just like being fucking Santa Claus. He goes, and Kido like smiles. Like, he just like through his thick beard. He's like, you just see this big toothy grin. I don't, do you say that like it's a bad thing, Adeline? He goes, she goes, it's not. Plus, Kido's got a weird session with your crew and he likes being Santa. I think uh, that's pretty uh, pretty normal for the, everybody in this room. Zed, you finish up dinner. You're not hammered, but you're like, you're feeling pretty good. You're in that like very warm feeling. Zhang and I were arm wrestling again. Yeah. Um, you have some of the sweet cakes and then Mr. Zhao says, Send me, tells him tells you to send him the times and he he kind of like almost pat you on the back and scoot you out of the room says go back and talk to your team but you have me uh, I expect to see he says he expects to see the wire transfers in the morning yep and I will go back upstairs okay you see them all like as you walk in there's Kidu and they're all just still munching on food and sweet cakes and Chuckling. There's half, there, a, there's half a chair. I, I kind of see like some inside jokes, like some funny shit just happening that Zed just kind of walks in on. Like jokes that he didn't quite get because he wasn't there. Yeah, agreed. He goes, it's Zed lame. It's Zed lame. <laughs> I go to one dinner. Everyone welcome Mr. Lame to the festivities. I go to one lame. meal. Mr. Mr. Lame. Lame. Mr. Lame. Mr. Lame. He goes, he pours one of the black beers. He's like, here, Mr. Lame. I just, I, uh, fine. Thank you. He goes, I Santa Claus. That's what Adeline say. So I bring you a present. Oh, okay. He goes, smart pistol. Hand you a fucking oversized pistol. I'll take it out and look at it. He goes, micro rocket rounds with wings. That's cool. That's cool as shit. <laughs> uh, cannot make full 90 degree turn, but 40 degrees it do. Hmm. Like, and I can target who I want? Like, you have watcher? You have to pair it. Maybe hmm. Chone can help you. Cool. But yes. Thank you. He goes, Adeline tells me we get to war and you didn't call me. I want to go to war. I, I was still putting the plan together, man. You have a Is plan? Is there a plan now? Uh, yeah, we got troops. Adeline goes, how was your meeting with Joe? Uh, expensive. As fuck. How much money did you spend? Uh, I I would like to uh, I I would like to write it on a little piece of paper and push it across the table at you, and not uh -huh. say it out loud. She goes, tell, you me, don't remember tell me it. part of this is escrow. Yes. Yeah, I've I've done similar deals with him in the past. 
how much of it is escrow? I assume the majority. Uh, yeah. Yeah, most of it's escrow. You realize uh, how much shit we're going to be in if this goes bad, right? Well, if it goes bad, we're dead. So who cares what kind of shit we're in? She goes, valid point. I, I will remind everyone there are worse things than death when it comes to dealing with our foe. <sighs> Thank you for reminding me. Now I'm sad. So uh, what's your plan here? Uh, there's a vacant lot nearby and a hotel. It looks like they're remodeling. Are we trying to pull them over there? That's what we were discussing. Maxi pulls his plate over kind of towards Zed. So with some of the remnants of the dim sum, I have come up with a very rudimentary tactical plan. I look at the plate and I look up at you down at the plate. I this is the this is the proposed renovation site for the well I believe it used to be a notable hotel on the strip. Okay. The old strip, it is, it's the California. It is it is currently undergoing renovations. It is early in it is in the early stages and there is multiple there are multiple demolition sites planned around the site. We may be able to use those to our advantage. Perhaps pulling Aguilar into this renovated building, bottlenecking them there. And I suppose we could trigger the detonation early. I would not be opposed to dropping <coughs> a couple buildings on her if we need to. The nature of the site may also provide some beneficial ambush sites that we could set up beforehand to weaken right. Aguilar. So uh, I've got ground support. What kind of air support did we get looking over at Adeline? She points, Me. She points, points at stitches. <laughs> so Adeline also at the same time points at stitches. Uh, I gave her a new toy. The IOG has told us that they, uh, well, obviously, you know, we're operating as a shadow outside of the normal IOG, so uh, this is what we got. But I gave you stitches a new like toy. Not enough. I think it's enough. Zed? Zed! I think it's enough, don't you, Zed? Yeah, don't you, Zed? From behind Stitches, Chone looks at Zed and goes, Well, we'll make it work. Also, Maxi, show, show, show Zed you're a cool new guy. Uh, Maxi holds up <laughs> the, the four-foot triple-barrel railgun. I didn't think you needed to compensate, Maxi. I don't. I know you don't. They will all see you naked. I've said, Zed, you have seen me without pants on often enough that that is not a question. I know. I was making a joke. However, 
these rounds should do significant damage to Aguilar's form. And if not Aguilar's form, the the structures and substructures surrounding Aguilar. <laughs> I'm surprised Frankie didn't have a reaction to all of that. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, what is Frankie doing? Has she been good? She was she just nice? eating. She's mostly been quiet through like all of your dim sum stuff. Uh, at this point, she goes, uh, look, if I'm going to participate, could I have... I don't need the fancy stuff, but can I just have my own stuff so that I don't get, you know, vaporized in the first four seconds that this all starts going down? Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll... He'll be fine. We'll arm you up when, when it's time. Okay. We'll stick together, though. <sighs> all right, so... We can, we're going to lock down the city, keep PD off our backs. We can hit the bar. Now, are we hitting the bar or are we pulling them out? I think we can do both. Like Maxie's talking about. I think if we do a hit and run, like I could, I mean, all we got to do is get the attention of them and yeah. her. Frankie and goes. Frankie looks over. She goes. You know what the obvious solution is, right? You Please. said we aren't allowed to use nukes. Please no. share. She goes. If only we had a dark wave generator, we could just drop on. Oh the no, fucking we're not city. doing this again. Um, if only we had a Holocaust cloak. <laughs> we have something. She goes. Got a wagon. Oh. Joan could just call Kelly on the phone. Look, I met her one time. Again, these people are not logical. They're fucking psychotic. All Joan has to do is call her on the phone. They're going to come. They want Joan. And again, I'm still only mildly clear as to why. All right, good, good point. So what if, what if we set up in the construction site? We make sure we have some tactical advantages. We have some explosives, we have some traps. We've got clear line of fire from the air support, from a sniper perspective. As soon as Aguilar engages us there, we can have the triad forces drop on the bar. That would cut off whatever Aguilar Heavy. was expecting as like a, an exit route and eliminate that threat simultaneously. Adeline nods. She goes, that's actually probably the best idea you've had. She goes, yeah, pull Aguilar and whatever personal guard she's going to bring with her. That lowers mm -hmm. the amount of people we got to fight personally, then have the triad run on the bar to pull everybody else out. Yeah. Also, we need to ensure that. we need to ensure that there is no way by a jamming or some other signal manipulation that Aguilar can exit in a digital way. Do we even know how she fucking got here out of Texas? I thought she was locked down in Texas. We did too. And we don't know. Um, so I'm going to 
Kel, uh, Adeline goes, I'm probably going to spend the next day trying to figure that out. But uh, that's the other thing that Chone can do. Right? Yeah. On my other team, want... done. Look, I'll have my team lock down all of the major signal bounce spots within a mile of where we're at. Chone can handle everything on the ground. Right? Because she can't have any of her major uplink upload equipment with her. That was a huge installation that we were looking for. Bingo. So she's going to have got, to... It's got to be a reroute. Right. So as long as we can keep her engaged, as long as your people can lock down whatever relays she would use... We'll lock down if, the far end relay if Chone can do all the local stuff. And if she's got something in the bar, in the church, and the triads <sighs> are... Demolishing that. We can't block Quancom, so now we only run into one other problem. Hmm. What if it shows up? <sighs> Nuke? I don't have access anymore. <laughs> like, legit, I don't. I do not believe it will show up. No matter how badly it may want Chone, that is far too great a risk. It doesn't have to show up itself. It just has to send a proxy. It, It's inhabited Rav's before. But Aguilar, it's sending Aguilar as its proxy. Yeah. So you're saying if we kill Aguilar fast enough, it'll back away. I think if we remove Aguilar from the equation, we will be giving it pause. And with Stitches as our eye in the sky, she can keep an eye on any incoming Rav activity, any airdrops. So the only thing we're going to worry about is Kelly and whatever they call Enoch and Metatron. And whatever they bring with them. Yeah. And the word, the only thing we have to worry about, that phrase, certainly does not seem to carry enough weight. All right, let's let's start putting this on paper. Let's start nailing this plan down. We'll sketch it out. She goes, uh, well, it's 9 p.m. now. What do you say we go at 2300 tomorrow? Whew. Gives us time. Yeah. No, ti no time like the present. We cannot afford to wait. And also, Alexia, she said, your plan's pretty simple. Lock down your deployment points. Get stitches yeah. in the air. We go at 2300 tomorrow. And like Maxie said, no time like the present. All right. Chon's kind of been kind of quiet through this and just kind of been looking back and forth. Once that decision's been made, um, they look at Maxie for a second, catch his eye, and then nod towards the, uh, towards the balcony. And Chon gets up and takes their plate over to the kitchen, deposits it, and then steps out onto the balcony. Uh, Maxie nods back, stands, um, stretches for a moment, and bends down to his plate and takes the egg roll that was representing the hotel <laughs> off the plate and puts it in his mouth and walks toward the balcony. <coughs> Love it. You guys get out to the balcony? Yes. Jones kind of like, Jones leaning uh, against the railing, uh, 
kind of looking down at the city from the, the height here. Close that, would you? I don't want them hearing. Is your Quancom off? Yeah. Mainly because nice. I don't want to hear Zed complain because his new uh, his new avatar is Zed Lame. Maxi looks behind him and closes. As he looks behind him, is anyone else paying attention? The balcony. Uh, Stitch is paying attention. Uh, Adeline and, and Zed appear to be like sketching things, and Kido is singing a song with Frankie while drinking beer. Nice. Yeah, I think Stitches is just like side eye, you know, just kind of trying to take peeks every so often to see what the general tone of the conversation between the two of you might be like. But she doesn't get up. She doesn't try to listen in or anything like that. She's so, just... Maxi throws a hand signal to Stitches through the glass. And the hand signal is a, is common field hand signals mm -hmm. for under control. Okay. So, yeah, she, you know, the second that she catches that, she just um, goes back to the... the uh, as the hand signal ends, there is a wink. Okay. Yeah, she'll wink back, and then... And, and then Maxie turns back to Joan. So, Maxie, you... this is... Go ahead. No, no, you... No, please. Please do. So this is all or nothing, right? I mean, we're going at her. This is... This is the end game. I have a distinct feeling that you are going to ask me to do something I'm not going to want to do. Oh, you're not wrong, but she can't get me. That does cannot happen. I'm not more expendable than everybody. Maxie pauses for a moment and then also kind of stands, moves to stand next to you looking out at the city. If it appears that it is going to come to that, I will make it quick. I trust you to do that. I'm hoping that you'll kill her first, to be honest. But if... I'm gone, and there's that you cannot let that stand. Joan Aguilar, Aguilar, Aguinar. Oh my gosh! Ah, I can try. It's late. Joan Aguilar will not get you. Uh, I'm gonna Weather? do my damnedest to prevent that, but contingencies. No, no. Shown, when I say Aguilar will not get you, I mean exactly what I say. Either Aguilar will be dead. Or I will. Or you will. And that's where Thank we're going to end tonight's episode. Because that's the spot where I want to end tonight's episode. Um, with a promise from Maxi on how this situation is going to turn out. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Oh my god, that was great. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for the final episode of the half season here before we take our holiday break. Uh, it's going to be a big fucking war. I'm looking forward to this. The cast knows. 
uh, my plans. I owe them stats and stuff. We're going to do some stuff. Um, it's going to be a big fight. And I am super looking forward to it. So, yeah, come back to us in two weeks. Uh, going around the room, Dot, where can they find you on the internets? Oh, you know, uh, kind of all the places, really. Mostly the Discord in various spaces. The, um, the, the the Audioverse award-winning show Rest in Glitchface, perhaps? Did it win? Had, oh, wait, it, win, it won once, right? And it's nominated for a second? So we've, so we've won two Audioverse awards, but this would be our third. When do they announce um, it? I think sometime in January. Um, so we were a we were a we were a nominee and we were in the uh, semifinal round. So we'll see. Um, yeah, resting glitch face. Um, the season two finale will be released on this upcoming Monday. Um, after the holiday, uh, as well as Bite Size Tales, which is a flash fiction audio podcast that I'm a writer, producer, reader for. Founder. Um, yeah, founder. I don't know. How do you say those words? Um, but yeah. Those are, those are really the big ones. Michael, where can folks find you? Well, thank you for asking. You can find me. Uh, you can find me on the show Smugglers Blues on Mondays. It's a continuation of our Redemption podcast in streaming format. Uh, you can find me there with uh, my lovely castmate Kaylee. Uh, you can also find me on the audio drama. It's called Tubular Teens with Titans. It is a Power Rangers inspired story. I get to play the team mentor. It's a lot of fun. Choose some scenery. You used to be the tab guy. Used to be the. Uh, it, it's a. It's a, it's a Cinderella story, really. I love it. Um, you know, bad guy turned men, turned team mentor. Um, and then you can also find me coming up in January. We will be restarting the Dragon Age show, A Time of Masks and Daggers. And that will be on the Rook and Rasp channel as well. Um, and you can find me here, clearly. Yeah. Kaylee. Oh, yes. And Kaylee's going to say probably the next thing that I was going to say. So I'll let Kaylee go. Kaylee, Go. Well, there's a lot of pressure now. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi. You can Under find me. Pressure. Doom, 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 doom. You can find me on the socials at Anime Girl, mostly on Blue Sky nowadays. Uh, although I've, you know what? I'm not going to get into that right now. But still, I'm over there probably most of the times. You can find me on the aforementioned Smugglers Blues, and you can hear my voice on the aforementioned Tubular Teens with Titans. As I get to play one of the mother, the mothers of one of the uh, one of the uh, teens, the nice. aforementioned teens. Nice. Uh, so that that's interesting. I gotta get to work on that too before uh, somebody yells at me. Basically, if Kaylee's in it, I'm in it, or if I'm in it, Kaylee's in it. That's kind of how it works. That does seem to be the thing. It's it's so they don't determine that we learn that we're actually Superman. No. Uh, so also coming up very very soon. I believe it's December second, Michael. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, it's December 1st through the 3rd. 1st through the 3rd is the IDGN Charity Marathon. It's going to be three days of role-playing games for charity over on the Rook and Rasp channel. I will be in the final game, Fabula Ultima. Uh, that will be Sunday night at 5. So that'll be fun. Michael, what time is your show? 
Uh, I'm in an 8 a.m. game on Saturday, uh, which is the... Uh, oh, I forget what it's called. And then I'm in an 8 p.m. game on uh, on Saturday that's Hobo Man. Or, sorry, that's a DCC. It's a Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, and other than that, you can find me at various craft and crafty shows around the West Michigan area uh, for the rest of this year. Because uh, I'm there every Saturday for my business, Rainbow Dragon Prints. You can uh, find me at rainbowdragonprints.com. After you, you can you find said, things like this really cool uh, raccoon yes. on the shelf back here. After you said that, if you were in a show or Caleb was in a show, you're in the, each other's show. Somebody in the chat, my brother specifically said, "You're the Laurel and Hardy of actual plays," and I'm okay I mean, with this. I think that's kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of okay with this, Caleb. I am on the socials at the Caleb G, and of course you can catch me on opposing weeks to this show right here uh, running neon trails where we are out in the wastes and uh we just escaped a bunch of monsters who are now our friends and uh we're heading back to town so go watch some neon trails um i am everywhere at alex the humanoid i'm on tiktok making hot takes about tabletop RPGs. I think Kaylee saw one of mine yesterday. Um, I am, like I said, I'm everywhere at Alex the Humanoid. Also, the old channel. Now it is new channel because I own the channel. So, go subscribe to us on YouTube at Humanoid HQ. That's at Humanoid HQ on YouTube. Um, we brought back the Super Show from the other thing, but now it's me and Mello, and I imagine we'll get Michael in there guesting and Caleb, like we used to do with Identico After Dark, except this one's not an After Dark. It's just doing the stuff that we enjoy Wait, can, doing can can kaylee and dot also guest if they oh yeah we're, we're gonna to find so? some stuff right um so we're on that uh today we discussed for example the fact that uh mr dave filoni was made the cco over at uh lucasfilm lucasfilm uh and guy. we have all kinds of stuff so that's in the chat right now. So humanoid or uh, youtube.com slash at humanoid HQ. You can also follow us on Twitch at humanoid HQ. So we're doing the whole new show. It's being rebranded. We're working on it. Um, and Mallow and I are going to have some stuff. Uh, I outlined a new book in a night because Mallow yelled at me. And so I wrote an outline in a night and I was like, here's an outline. He was like, this is great. Go write it. So, I'm working on that right now. So we're trying to get some more. After some of the feedback from my catacon. Freaking a catacon. Now I have to write books again. I'll write a few. Sorry. Um, yeah, we can help. I, I'm, <laughs> I outlined a book last week. So we're starting to do some stuff with, uh, with Identico again. There's more things coming. One thing just went to the editor this week. Um, yeah, it's all coming. So... Thank you all for joining us again. Come back for Chaos Inc. in two weeks. Come back next week for Neon Trails. And again, over this holiday season, while we're on various hiatuses, great time to catch up. Great time to catch our, our mini-series episodes and stuff like that. So if you're behind, just go to youtube.com slash identico, and you can catch all the old episodes. So. Uh, somebody said, I need a new identico copy. A friend took and asked to keep it. Yes, I'll bring you one. It's almost fucking Christmas. Christ on a cracker. 
All right. I love Christmas you all. Christ on a cracker? Yep. What? <laughs> I think you can get those from Nabisco. I think oh, you can. Okay. All right. I thought you had to go to the mall, <laughs> like where you get all the like the sauces, Christmas sausages. And, and everybody. Stuff. Technically, it's it's <laughs> technically it's 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 a Christ cheese whiz. <laughs> oh, okay. That you put on a on a cracker. Cheese whiz. I love it. Hey, that's great. On uh, never mind. Cheese whiz Christ. I love it. All right. Everybody, Alex, get us out. Have a great Please night, everybody. We will see you everybody if there's goodness cheese pretzels. We're going to just start talking about food now. All right. I love you guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Chaos Incorporated is Kaylee as Chone. Michael as Maxi, Dot as Stitches, Caleb as Zed, and Alex is your game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. And finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at Identico on Twitter and at Humanoid Games on Threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week.